0: Welcome back to 4-in-Toe Podcast, where parents can find encouragement on their journeys through homeschooling. I'm your host, Elizabeth. This is Episode 41. You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. Hey, these are the movies that mold up podcast listeners this is elizabeth
1: and this is chris what's going on it's omar here from movies that molded me what is movies that molded me it's the most fun podcast around
0: <laughs> it's a movie ranking <laughs> game show where we take our favorite movies from a specific topic or genre and play against each other to create the definitive top five list
1: where can we find movies that molded me so
0: you can find us on apple podcast and spotify and then if you want to follow us on our socials you can find us at movies that molded me on instagram facebook at movies that molded me and molded me on twitter
1: check it out it's a lot of fun <laughs> you
0: need to listen to our show <laughs> hey everybody welcome back to foreign to podcast i got my friend serena ryan here today and we are just gonna do a chat I don't know. I don't have a proper name for this yet, but <laughs> we're going to talk about homeschooling again, just as two homeschool moms and entrepreneurs who have a heart to encourage other homeschool moms. And so we're here
1: just to talk. How are you, Serena? It's good to see you again. Oh, good to see you too, Elizabeth. Uh, thank you for having me back. Yeah, I've been good. I've been busy, busy start to the school year, not really because of school, but because of our business and just slowly easing in. We really haven't gotten back how I want to yet, and that's okay. Uh, but we're, we're just slowly, gradually creeping into the school year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that approach. I'm doing the same thing. Uh, we've officially started. Th- this is our third week, so like two and a half weeks ago, technically, yep. from when I'm recording this. And so, yeah, I haven't, I'm not doing all the subjects every day right now.
1: <laughs> Yeah, We've touched on here. all the subjects, but we, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same here. And we, I don't know that we will. I'm, I like kind of like the every other day breaking up. I mean, we usually do like math, handwriting, stuff like that every day. But mm-hmm. as far as like history, science, I just think it's a lot to do all of it every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, experimenting with that myself right now for the same reason, just trying to figure it all out for me. Thanks for coming back. I was talking with a friend today, a new homeschool mom, and we were discussing how she is feeling the pressure of comparisons mm-hmm. and the pressure of homeschool comparisons. And it got me thinking because you and I had talked about uh, wanting to talk about this, this was on our list of things that, hey, we should talk about this at some point. And I, I want to talk about this because I think as we head into this weird school year with so many people starting homeschooling for the first time, that tendency to want to compare my homeschool with your homeschool and that, I don't know, there's, there's some sense of inadequacy that happens when, that, when, when you sit down and compare yourself to everybody else. And how to deal with that um, and how to be aware of it. And how Mm -hmm. to approach Instagram. Because for me, (laughs) that's a big one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think for all of us. Totally.
0: Have you experienced this in your homeschool where you see somebody, somebody's post on Instagram, or you're talking to a friend and you're like, Oh my gosh, I love so much everything that they do. I must do exactly like them. And then end up feeling
1: inadequate because you are not them. Yes. Oh my gosh, totally. Which is very much why I created the Confident homeschool for that reason is that when I first started I didn't know anything. Every mom in the co-op we joined was like per, like oh my gosh, they were so organized. They overwhelmed me with their knowledge and the things they were talking about and their kids were so brilliant and well-mannered and it was just all a lot and I would hear about their daily schedules and be like okay all right well that makes sense that sounds like school okay i can i can do this but oh my gosh it, once i tried to do it i realized this does not work for us it's not work for me and yeah i totally felt inadequate and i'm like well if i'm not like that mom i might i might just not be fit to be a homeschooling mom
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, that sounds so familiar. How what did what was the process like for you working through being from that uh being in that place to where you are now where you are confident like your business is the confident homeschooler but that's more than more. There's more to it than that. You are a confident homeschooler. Like how explain that process? How did you get yeah. from here
1: to there? That's a great thing. So I think it's a mixture of a few things. I think for one, like I always say, knowledge is power. So I think it was a lot of different steps. So it was kind of like the the de-schooling aspect of like, once I realized de-schooling was even a thing and I read up about that and how I had to kind of detach from my old beliefs of, of education and school, that was really interesting to me. I'm like, oh, so there are other ways then someone introduced me to unschooling, which originally, I'll be honest, I thought was absolutely crazy. I was like, "This is neglect!" Like I didn't understand it. Right. And the more I learned about it and met other families who were like, we have a whole unschooling community here in Delaware, which I didn't even know about for a while. So, and then once I've realized, like, wow, there's so many ways for kids to learn. Um, so I think there was three things. I think it was the deschooling. It was the learning a little bit more about unschooling and the various methods and how there's not just one way of of homeschooling since Mm -hmm. the first co-op we were in was classical. So I thought that was like the end all be all. And if I couldn't do that, then I was doomed. And the third thing was just experience. And I tell um, our students this all the time is you just have to do it to learn what works. And so I think when I was doing things and I'm like, oh my gosh, my child just Like I felt like we hardly did anything, but yet he learned addition or, you know, wow, we did this one little game and he learned so much. I think through experience and seeing how easy it can be made me realize like, why am I reinventing the wheel? Why am I overcomplicating this? Why do I need all these things? Are they serving me? And that's kind of where it's at. Like Every time I have to make a decision now for the homeschool or our business or family, it's like, will this serve us? How will this affect us? What are the pros? What are the cons? And will this make us better and stronger? And a lot of times when I see the people on Instagram and, and I talk to someone in person and they're doing all the things, going to weekly field trips and having guest speakers talk to their kids on Zoom and who knows what else, I just have to stop and think like, well, is that what my kid needs? Like, is that what we need right now? And is that you know, is he still thriving and learning to where I want him to be? And am I enjoying this? Are we having fun together? If the answer is yes, then yeah, I'm not really, I'm just more easily to kind of be like, well, that works for them. This works for me. Yeah, I love it.
0: All right, I'll be honest. I I'm. What would I figure out? Just recently, I'm a fourth generation homeschooler. I kept saying third generation. Then my mom's like, well, actually, you're a fourth generation homeschooler. Um wow. so yeah that blows my mind. So That's awesome. So it's sort of in my blood it's sort of what we've always done in our family. So for me the idea of deschooling I only just heard that term when you were on my podcast for the first time. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> um so I understand unschooling and I understand the concept of deschooling but could you break it down for my listeners who might not know what that term deschooling means?
1: Yeah, deschooling is basically <laughs> I mean It's very so it sounds very similar to unschooling and it's kind of like you're unschooling yourself, meaning you're deconstructing your past beliefs and what you know about education and the education system and what your beliefs are. And then you're kind of rebuilding new ones. So, for instance, for me to de-school, I thought, you know, kids need an hourly schedule. They need to sit at a desk. You know, I had all these preconceived beliefs from my educational experience so de-schooling is really taking a look at what do I believe and why? Why do I believe you have to go to college? Why, do, like, that was my belief from my parents. And why do, I, why do I believe that you have to have straight A's to be successful? And why do I believe you have to sit still and sit at a desk? You know, all these things that I've been taught from my family as important things, they're not really serving me as a homeschooling parent. And so I had to really stop all that and, like, throw away – all those old beliefs that were really limiting. They were kind of limiting beliefs for us in our family and then rebuild and figure out, well, what is our vision for our homeschool? And how do I create new beliefs that support and get us closer to that vision? And that's really de-schooling in a nutshell. And I know it's kind of weird. People are like, well, how do I do it? And it's like, well, you have to just ask yourself, what do I currently believe? What did I used to believe? What is the progress I've made from where I was, you know, five years ago? What I believe then, obviously, if you're homeschooling now, your beliefs have probably changed. Yeah. But like, where do you need to be to get to where you want to be? What is the vision for your homeschool long term and what beliefs will serve you to get you there? Mm hmm.
0: I think even as a fourth-generation homeschooler, I went through a de-schooling process myself because mm-hmm. I have my own preconceived ideas of what homeschooling looks like, even from yeah. being homeschooled by my mom. And the way my mom did it, I have some similar bent that she has, but I do not do everything the same way that she did. Um, yeah. And trying to I, – I think I, I had a leg up, in my opinion – I feel as if (laughs) I had a leg up on some people just because I know that school can be, can look a bunch of different ways because my mom always told people, every kid is different. So teach to your child, don't teach, just just, don't just teach curriculum. So I always knew that um, from the time I was little, but having now being the adult in the situation, trying to figure that out, I went through my own process, I think of that de-schooling and trying to figure out what... Mm -hmm. Homeschool style or approach worked best for me. I, I have yeah. a whole bunch of books I can suggest for people if they want to look into them, but what books did you read that really helped you with the de schooling process?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, gosh, I mean, I want to say like almost everything I read because it was all just knowledge. Like I started one of the first books I read, not the whole thing, but The Well Trained Mind with Susan Wise Bauer. I'm in the middle of which that is one. That more Oh yeah, I haven't read the whole thing because I only re- I keep rereading the first part about elementary school, but I don't go past that because I'm not there yet. But I just I love classical. I do love that, but really I don't. I never wanted to pigeonhole myself into one area. So um, then I love the Brave Learner by Julie Bogard. I read that maybe I forget when that came out a year or two ago, and that her whole thing about like enchantment, I really love that like she really gave homeschooling this like enchanting kind of uh view for me that like i i always just thought it was like school and she kind of explained it more as like an experiment experience and environment um the wild and free people i've been a member of their membership for five years now i think i've looked and so i think being part of their community and listening to their podcast and now uh ainsley Armit has the book the call of the wild and free and i think just like that's the thing wild and free two things. I, I definitely didn't grow up as like that. I was that sheltered kid who wasn't allowed to like do anything. I was the only child that my mom was terrified something would happen to me. So I wasn't allowed to go outside and play with kids without her being around or ride that ride or do that thing because you can't get hurt. So the wild and free thing is so intriguing to me because it's way outside of my comfort zone. Like I'm not that wild and free mom naturally. I want to be, but like just putting hiking shoes on and like going out in the wilderness for the day is definitely something I have to force myself to do. Yeah. I, I'm a i am I agree. It's <laughs> yeah, hard for me too. <laughs> yeah, it's just not I just not natural. And so, but I, I believe it's so good for not only my kids, but me. Every time I'm in nature, I feel so much more grounded but I just getting, to, it's like working out. Like I hate working out. It's like getting to that point is the worst. Once I'm doing it, I'm like, well, this is kind of nice. This is good. So let's see what else. Any other books? I mean, John Holt, I read one or two of his. I think one of them was how children learn. I'm trying to remember the other one. He's on I've my
0: changed. reading list. There's the one, what was it called? Um, I see the cover. It has gears on it. <laughs> It was a bunch of essays about his experience as a teacher in New York and how we need to revise the education system to allow teachers to teach essentially is what he was saying. But you could take that one step further as a homeschooler to say, parents just teach your children. Yeah. (laughs) You can do it.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I would love to hear what other books, because I honestly am more of a, like a internet reader blogger, Instagram stuff. Like I, I'm not the one to read a ton of books, but I'm open uh, to other books that you've read.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So, The Call of the Wild and Free is, in my opinion, one of the best um, modern day books on homeschooling yeah. styles that I've read recently. Um, and yeah. I'll tell you, the one that got me started on this whole quest, though, was called um, The Read Aloud Family by Sarah McKenzie. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, not
0: even yeah, really know. about homeschooling. It's about reading aloud to your kids and it, yes. it's for all parents. And oh my goodness, when I read that, I was like, oh, so my homeschool can be just reading aloud. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Because it's my favorite thing. So great.
0: Oh, it's not John Holt. It's John Taylor Gatto, whose book I read. It's called oh, Dumbing God. Us Down, The Hidden Com- Curriculum of Ooh. Compulsory Schooling. It is fascinating. It's not written specifically for homeschoolers, again, but it's about the public school agenda, essentially. And it it makes you want to homeschool after you've read it.
1: That's awesome.
0: So those three, um, I've read a few others, but those three have been really instrumental in the last year, honestly, as I've been studying. Because it was this time last year that I started... forming an idea of discovering styles of homeschooling and really trying to understand them. yeah. Because again, as a fourth generation homeschooler, I had my idea of how homeschool works. And I knew there were different ways. And I knew that if I was going to be a podcaster, I needed to know some of the rest of this stuff so that I could make more suggestions to people of things that might work for them that don't necessarily work for me. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about instagram for a minute because i i i'm gonna tell a story and then we'll react to it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: please so when my mom was a homeschool mom there was a magazine and both of us i was asking her about this earlier this month and she couldn't remember the name of it either it some kind of homeschool magazine that came to the house back in the 80s Did you know it
1: schoolhouse There's okay probably- Schoolhouse, because they're still around. They're on LinkedIn. I connected with the woman on LinkedIn. They've been around since like the 80s. Okay. So it was probably that one. (laughs) Yeah. Schoolhouse something. I forget the name fully. Okay. And then on the
0: cover of each of these magazines would be a picture of a homeschool family. And then there would be an article about said family in the magazine. And it drove my mom nuts. And here's why. (laughs) Because the picture was always of a color coordinated, very clean, very tidy, Homeschool family, usually in the wild, uh, like on, in a big field or on top of a mountain or by a river. But every once in a while, it was inside a very meticulously cleaned home, and, which always drove my mom nuts because how can they have nine kids and their house looks like they have it cleaned by a maid every hour? Um, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And that's where the whole um, one of the ideas of the whole denim dresses or denim skirts came from, because everybody and their mother had to wear denim, especially long denim skirts. (laughs) Um, So that's where that that's one of the places it came from and was perpetuated because of that magazine. (laughs) Uh, But it drove my mom nuts. I was, I was telling my mom again, had a conversation with my mom. This was about a year ago. I told her I'm following this hashtag, hashtag homeschool on Instagram. And it's driving me nuts because there's all these people in their homespun sweaters and their amazing knitted crocheted hats and matching like mitten gloves that they all just finished stitching together because even the five-year-old knows how to make a perfectly symmetrical or asymmetrical hand, uh, mitten thing like they've got their 10 chickens producing eggs all the time so they can have a completely yeah 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 they have like okay first of all women who are able to do that families who are able to do that props to you absolute props to you here's the thing though it's not for everybody and so for those of us who struggle with the idea of trying to keep chickens and a ham family (laughs) It's okay. Not all of us are meant to raise chickens.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: And not all of us are going to be good at gardening. Not all of us are going to be good at knitting. You do not want me to knit anything for you. My yeah. my square washcloths I attempt to knit turn into oblong, weird shapes you've never heard of.
1: <laughs> I don't, I've tried once and it was bad. <laughs> Very bad.
0: You know what I'm talking about though, right? Like following... Yeah. Yeah. Homeschool hashtag. So, here's what I do with Instagram now. I still follow all those hashtags, but I like to look at that stuff and kind of log it away as another way that somebody could homeschool, but not compare myself to it.
1: Yes, very good. I love that.
0: Do you have any um, anecdotes or stories along those lines of ways you hold Instagram loosely? Because I I think the two of us are the same.
1: Yeah, it's, I agree. I think for a while I struggled with that too. Um, And mainly it started with the wild and free community, which is such a beautiful community, but their photos and a lot of the people in the community are just, like I said, the people you've described who props to you. I, I used to want to be you until I realized like, well, I just, I'm never going to be, that's just not who I am and embraced it. But yeah, I think like now I can look at that stuff and I'm not as phased, but if I do every now and again, I get a tinge of like, Oh geez. And I have to just put it away. Like I always talk about like protecting my energy, protecting, you know, myself. And for me, I have a history of comparing myself to other people and it's, It's just, it's not, again, I keep saying serving, but it's not serving me or my homeschool to do that. And so if you're in a, if you're new to homeschooling and you're finding that every time you get on Instagram, you're like so upset, like you feel horrible, you might just need to take a little bit of a step back from it, maybe unfollow certain people or mute them for a while. Because honestly, I do believe, again, it comes with that experience and that confidence of just homeschooling your kids Because the longer I do this, the more I realize, like, well, what I'm doing is fine. My kids are learning. We're fine. And so when I see what other people are doing, I'm like you now, Elizabeth, where it's like, oh, that's cool. This is a way people can homeschool. But I don't run out. Like, before, I would be like, oh, I should buy that curriculum. Oh, I need to get that resource they're using. And I need to buy that digital PDF. And I'd feel like I had to have what I saw on the hashtag. And now I've come to the – I'm like, I have too much stuff. Like, I don't need anything else. And if that's what they use, it works. Great. Now I have a resource to recommend to other people. But yeah, I've just stopped comparing because you know what, Elizabeth? Here's the thing. This goes for you, me, and everyone else listening. People are comparing themselves to us, right? Yeah. And so, if you're the mom homeschooling, I guarantee your non-homeschooling mom friends are looking at you and feeling a certain way as well. And this Even happens your homeschooling over- friends. Even, your even homeschooling, homeschooling friends. Exactly. Even homeschooling friends are looking at you and thinking like, well, I wish I was more like Elizabeth. Like, man, she has four kids. I only have one kid and I can't even get them to pay attention. Like, you know, we all are being compared to and we all compare to each other. And, you know, like, I think it was Theodore Roosevelt. Maybe comparison is the thief of joy. And... I have to remind myself that it's like I wake up in such a good mood. And then often, even today, I'm guilty. I get on Instagram when I'm laying in bed, waking up, and I immediately felt I saw this post of something wonderful uh, that happened to someone I know. And and I was so happy that at the same time, I felt that tinge of like, well, why not me? Or like, how come them and not me? Or how did they do that? And immediately, I felt like this sinking. And I was like, Mm -hmm. nope. I'm happy. I'm grateful. I sent her a message. It was like, yes, yeah, so happy for you, girl. Like, this is amazing. And I was like, look, I, I always have to check myself and do gratitude. Like, first thing the day, I have to say, like, all, like, I'm grateful for my house and my kids and our health and our dogs. And, you know, sometimes I just have to check myself and I find myself compare, comparing. It's like, wow, people would love to have the stuff we have and the opportunity to homeschool like we do, like we are so blessed and grateful Yeah, and it just helps to kind of like stay in your lane, focus on what you have and what you're doing and just good for them, but good for us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice. Um, yeah. Focus on, focus on you and your family that it's such good advice. Um, One thing, I had a friend of mine uh, make a comment the other day about feeling um, afraid or insecure about their homeschooling without even having been on Instagram. And just as they're approaching this being their first year, how scared they are about taking their children's education into their own hands. And I did post a little bit on Instagram about it, but I want to talk about it on the show too. Yeah. They're like fear of teaching your kids is a real thing. Just like fear of messing up your kids when you're parenting them is a real thing. Yes. But like I told my friend, I was like, look, there is absolutely no way that uh, anybody, I mean, parent, teacher, anybody can teach a child absolutely everything there is to know. Yep. So no matter what, there's going to be gaps in their education. Totally. <laughs> and just to teach them how to learn is what you need to do. And then yeah. they'll be able to pick up whatever they want.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: But fear and insecurity in parents is such – I think that's the thing that, for me, I've struggled with the most, just my own fear and insecurity, my my ineptitude. I've been dealing with it this week, just I know I'm failing my kids right now. They've been going to my mom and saying, we want more mommy time, and my mom keeps coming to me, you need to spend more time with your kids, you need to spend more time with your kids, and I'm like – I'm quarantined in my house with my kids. How can I spend more time with my kids? (laughs) She's like, just don't be on your computer. I say this as I'm hiding in my closet on my computer. So um, just, I guess I want to encourage any listeners and even just sit and talk with you about it too, Serena, like this is a real thing that all parents, even people who have been homeschooling for a while experience and we go through and we have to process and deal with. And so it's very normal, um, not to avoid it, but just know that you're normal. You're not the only person who feels this way.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's awesome, Elizabeth. And to know it's kind of inevitable. Like, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> that mom guilt, I, I mean, that's what it's oftenly called is really what it is. It, it also is feeling like you're not good enough or you aren't capable of something. But it, and then it's also a bit of that mom guilt of like, did I spend enough time with my kids today? Did we do enough lessons? Right. And I've learned that my friends at work and their kids are in school have the same guilt might look a little different because their guilt's a little different. Their guilt is like while I'm working all day, by the time they get home, I have to cook dinner. Then we do a little bit of homework together and then it's bath time and bed. And I feel like I never see my kids. And so Mm -hmm. I am kind of like that, but I'm working from home. So sometimes we get to dinner and I'm like, like I've seen my kids throughout the day. Of course they come, they bother me. Like I help them. I give them lunch. I give them snacks. Like we talk here and there. But for the most part, there are days where it's like at dinner, we sit down, and I'm like, oh, how's everyone doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like busy days when you're just running around. And I think we all need, I mean, I know there's people that hate this expression, but like need to give ourselves some grace, especially with the pandemic, because we're not in our normal routines, even right. as homeschoolers. It's not normal for us to be home all the time. And I have guilt about that too, where I see like, friends in other areas of the country like doing all these fun things going hiking and being out and in, in maybe states that aren't as locked down as mine and then I'm like gosh my kids are having a horrible summer we haven't been to the beach we haven't done this or that and it's like you start to just feel all those emotions um, yeah. that aren't even homeschool related it's just parent related yeah but yeah it's it is really tough and and like I've said it's like that time and experience is what will build your confidence and just realizing that like yeah, my kids are still thriving, even when we didn't go to the beach all summer. And then I, my husband I will ask them, are you guys happy? Are you guys? Yeah, mom, we're great. And I'm like, do you want to go to school? I probably shouldn't ask them that, but I do. <laughs> I just feel like I have to know. And they're like, no, no, we love being homeschooled." And I'm like, okay, all right, all right. So just a lot of times it's just having a conversation with your kid, and they will surprise you when you just say to them, like, do you feel like you're learning? Do you like learning? Do you know, like, do you feel like you know where to find how to, how to learn something like, Mm -hmm. and so you had a really great point of, um, of teaching them how to learn. That is something I teach people as well. It's like, I went to Catholic school. My kids, my parents spent thousands on my education, all girl, private prep, high school, college prep. So, so fancy. And I don't know so much. And my husband laughs at me because he was partially homeschooled and he's like, who taught you history? Like, where did you go to school? How do you not know these (laughs) things? And I'm like, I guess I was busy daydreaming. I don't know why I didn't learn these things, but it just goes to show me that has shown me that there's so many gaps in my education as a nurse who has a bachelor's in nursing. Like there's millions of things I don't know. And that takes the pressure off me as a mom of my kids. It's like, they're not going to know everything, but as long as they know how to find the information, right. they're in the in the green. They'll be fine. And so- I love that you said that. I think that's like the number one rule of homeschooling is just teach your children to love to learn, to be curious and never squash that curiosity always, you know, ignite it and help that curiosity and also just teach them where and how to find the resources they need. And they'll thrive. that's, I mean, it sounds crazy, but that's really the basis of it. That's what they need the most. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. I want to, I want to mention, we'll talk about one more thing before we wrap it up. Cause we've been on for about half an hour now, but um One thing after reading all of the books that I've read about homeschooling and and watching the Facebook uh, hashtags and whatnot, like (laughs) what I have taken away from it is that there are more ways to homeschool. And so if the way that I'm doing it right now doesn't work for me, I can do something different. And so it's not a comparison thing. And it, it then becomes more of a resource than a comparison. Yeah. And like that. I have enjoyed getting to see how other people homeschool. I wouldn't do it. (laughs) I wouldn't do it the way some people that I've interviewed do it. Um, But I love hearing how they do it because it's so different from what I have and the way I do it.
1: I absolutely agree. I am like empowered by it now. And I love, love seeing what other parents are doing and taking – just taking their inspiration and seeing how they take their individual child and their individual family and make it their own, that, like, inspires me. Um, And it doesn't make me anymore feel like I have to do that. I'm just like, wow, that family is, like, super creative. They're so artsy. They're doing all this awesome stuff. Like, go you. That is incredible. And, like, I just know my kids. I know what they love, what they don't love, how they like to learn, what subjects are their favorite, and I just know how to lean into that and make it the best for them. And that's, nobody knows my kids like me. No one knows your kids, Elizabeth, like you. And if I tried to homeschool your children, it would be pretty tough, vice versa. And so I think just embracing that we know them best and we know ourselves best, obviously. And so trial and error, try different things. And if it doesn't feel good, throw it away. And if it serves you and it feels good and everyone loves it and is learning, go for it. Go for it.
0: Thank you, Serena, for coming back for another yeah. episode. I really enjoyed chatting again.
1: Thank you so much. I love chatting, Elizabeth.
0: Uh, remind my listeners where to find your community if they want to join the sure. Confident Homeschooler.
1: Sure. It is www.theconfidenthomeschooler.com uh, to find like our different freebies and you can get more information about us there. Uh, also on Instagram, that's probably one of the best place. speaking of, is we're at the confident homeschooler on or just The Confident Homeschooler on Instagram, you'll find us. And yeah, we also have a Facebook group too, a free group, if you want some more community or have questions. And that's also The Confident Homeschooler on Facebook.
0: Cool. Thanks so much for joining us again, Serena. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Appreciate it.
0: Thank you again, Serena, for joining us yet again on the Four and Toe podcast. Listeners, if you're interested in Serena's community, be sure to go to theconfidenthomeschooler.com. Be sure to join her Facebook community by searching in the groups for The Confident Homeschooler. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening to and rate the show. Tell your friends about the podcast as well. You can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Four and Podcast and on Twitter at Four and Toe Pod. And last but not least, if you have any questions about homeschooling, I would love to answer them on my show. Feel free to send an email to 4andTowPodcast, fourandtoepodcast.in.com co.podcast at gmail.com. And I'll read those emails and questions on my future episodes. So have a great homeschooling week. And until next time, remember, mama, you've got this.